year. <laughs> it's still January, right? You can still do that. How are your plans for 2018 working out? Oh, Mission Week Chapel's been going well? I remember when I was a kid, the whole idea of missions terrified me. I was just worried that God was going to pluck me up from my comfortable life and plop me into a place full of people I didn't know that might not be interested in hearing what I had to say. He wouldn't do that. God wouldn't do that. Not too long ago, my grandson Everett asked me, with all fifth grade seriousness, I wonder what God's plan is for me. As someone who still wonders this also every day, all I could come up with was something along the lines of, to know and share the love of Jesus today and every day. This didn't seem to be enough for him, though. He has a 10-year-old sense of drama, and I think he was looking for more specific ideas to fast-track his life toward a world-changing career. But whether you're 10 years old, a college student, or someone whose college days are far behind her, this question, I wonder what God's plan is for me, is always a good one to revisit, especially during Missions Week, especially during the beginning of another crazy year. So I'm here today to share my story of how a lifetime marked by a distinct lack of ability to plan has not hindered God's ability to still work out his good plans in my life. However, warning, while this next 10 minutes is meant as an encouragement, it's also a cautionary tale, and I don't recommend you follow in my footsteps. Which you can't. You're college students, that's why you're here. Probably between the ages of 18 and 22, most of us, right? I was not a college student between the ages of 18 and 22. Nope. I was a high school dropout who got pregnant at age, fif- at age 15 and had three kids. I can't even remember it. It's been so long ago. Wow, <laughs> oh, back in the day. High school dropout, pregnant at age 15, and by the time I was 22, I had three kids. How's that for some brilliant planning? And just to add to the fun, by the time I was 22, when I was 22, and we had that third kid, this little guy was born with birth defects that made him require lots of surgeries, intensive medical supervision at home the first couple years. This tiny little baby needed full-time breathing and feeding tubes, or he wouldn't have made it. Lucky for him, he had such a mature parent. (sighs) Yeah, God sure had his work cut out for him in terms of showering me with his love and forgiveness and strength to make it through some pretty tough times, including being married for 42 years. Why are you clapping? Have any of you been married for 42 years when you're still only 42 in your own mind? (laughs) My husband, Steve, what a guy. He was 17 going on 13 when we met. And in just a few months, we had to plan a really awkward date night to a really oddly named medical facility in a sketchy part of downtown Anaheim, a place called Planned Parenthood. It's 1975. I can still see that waiting room full of wannabe hippies in our bell-bottom pants, slouching over in those avocado green 1975 vinyl chairs, trying to act all cool as we're waiting for our test results. 
with approximately 0% of us there because we were geniuses who had somehow planned on parenthood. Right? What a name. Think about that. Doesn't make sense. Just a few years before this, the Roe versus Wade court decision had granted kids like me a completely inappropriate right to privacy that would have allowed me to follow up this positive pregnancy test with a quick no-parents-asked abortion. Remember when Joshua and the Israelites, they were entering, oh, remember when, okay, yeah, I wasn't there. <laughs> I remember when. Joshua and the Israelites, though, they were entering the promised land. What did God say to them? I remember that. God said to them, choose this day whom you will serve. And that's sort of like the crossroads I faced at age 15, to continue going down a very dark path of me-centered stupidity, or, by God's grace, head in, a head in a new direction and become the very thing that I hated and feared the most, a parental authority figure. Oh, boy. But this is when my identity as a baptized child of God with a solid foundation, believe it or not, in Christian education at St. John's Lutheran Church and School in Orange. Shout out, St. John's. <laughs> My identity finally became real, and this is how I jumped into some crazy new vocations before I even knew what that word meant, which you all know, vocations of teen wife and teen mom, which I don't wish on anybody. And these are vocations, by the way, that I had not planned for during my previously irresponsible life as a bratty, youngest of seven kids, dedicated bookworm, horse lover, who hated dolls. I didn't even like babies very much growing up. Conventional wisdom would have said I was destined for a life of failure, right? As a teen mom, high school dropout. Conventional wisdom would never have predicted I would someday end up retiring from a rewarding 20-year career at a wonderful Lutheran university. That I would be blessed with an enduring marriage to a great guy who is now 59 going on 17. <laughs> and that together we would be blessed with our three awesome kids and our even awesomer grandkids. So, how does a goofy screw-up like me arrive at the distinguished profession of English professor? She asked rhetorically. <laughs> I think we have seen that studying hard and striving toward this career goal were not first and foremost on my mind during my two dismal years of high school when I was an unhappy teen self-medicating with a substance that I hear recently became legal. Remember, I'm an example of what not to do. Not. Not. Or maybe... I'm an example of how God can take the worst mistakes of your life and bring good out of them. Romans 8.28, anyone? For we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Think about where you want to be when you're 30. For me, that was when our oldest son started high school. Woohoo! Our youngest was in third grade, and I was putting in part-time hours at a friend's insurance office, learning that as much as I hated providing customer service, to angry people who had just been in a car accident, selling life insurance was even worse. So I decided on a whim to take freshman composition at the local community college, because, right, that's a whim that people have. <laughs> but I'd always been a bookworm and loved reading, and I had done a little writing for fun over the years, and had so much fun with that one class 
Next semester, I took two and then three, and before you knew it, I had my AA degree and my first diploma. Woohoo! Uh-huh. And two years later, I walked across the stage here at Concordia with my bachelor's degree in English. <laughs> I can't do an end zone dance. But then I was stuck because I still did not know what God's plan was for me in terms of how to use all this recently acquired education. But I had discovered that I loved college, just like all of you, right? Love it. So I headed to Cal State Fullerton, got a master's degree in English there, with an emphasis... <laughs> well, guess I should keep getting degrees. But the, the program for the master's degree in English helped me um, to see that I really liked working with students. It had an emphasis in teaching writing, and so I worked in the campus writing center, I, t I helped assistant teach in one of the college classrooms there, and by the time I was finished with that degree, I was hired here at Concordia to teach one trial class, freshman English, writing 102, and then I just retired last spring after 20 years of teaching writing 102. So, <laughs> But what a blessing it has been to watch God work 42 years of heartaches and hardships together for good for my little family, which is now a big family. There's 15 of us, my kids, their spouses, and our seven amazing grandkids, which kind of is why I retired. Those precious grandkids, would any of them be here if I'd exercised my right to privacy back in 1975? But the best thing is, our kids are raising their kids to know the love of Jesus. And if I ever had a career goal, that would be it. And I thank God for his astonishing grace that made that possible. But, now I'm recently retired, you may be graduating, you may be think of, thinking of changing majors, changing jobs, or contemplating retirement. <clears throat> Dr. Krieger? <laughs> More than contemplating, I hear. And we're all still pondering my grandson Everett's question, what is God's plan for me? Here's an epiphany scripture to think about from 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. The Bible is not a crystal ball, but it is crystal clear in showing us God's glorious love and forgiveness in Jesus. And if we know that love and forgiveness, and in response, spend our lives loving and forgiving others, we can work pretty much anywhere at almost any kind of task, succeed or fail in all kinds of ways, and trust God to work it out for our eternal good, which is a pretty fantastic plan. God be with you on your journey. <laughs>